0: RVFTA's campground of the week is sponsored by Jaco. To see a complete lineup of products, visit jaco.com.
1: And by Blackstone, see their complete line of griddles and accessories at blackstoneproducts.com. America the beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner.
0: And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds.
1: Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent.
0: On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel.
1: Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors.
0: From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Hey everybody, it's Jeremy and Stephanie from RVFTA.com and we are really excited to be here launching a brand new season of our Campground of the Week podcast. We have 12 awesome episodes coming up for you. We're going to give you all kinds of great reviews and we decided to start this season with a real classic with a campground that we have visited I think four times at this point three times in an RV, once in a cabin, and that is Cherry Hill Park in College Park, Maryland. Stephanie, why, big picture here, why is this such an awesome place to know about?
1: Well, first of all, it's located very close to downtown Washington, D.C., and it's actually located on the metro line for public transportation. This makes this one of the premium spots for people to stay at when they're visiting the D.C. area. We all know it's important to know the urban camping you know, gems around our country. And this is one of them. A lot of people want to make a stop at D.C., you know, when they're doing a road trip up the East Coast or something. And this is, you can't, you know, miss go wrong with stopping here. And
0: everybody, you know, as in our Facebook group, just over the years talking to other RVers, I have never heard somebody stay at Cherry Hill and not really love it. And it becomes like one of those campgrounds, particularly if you're an East Coast RVer like we are, it becomes one of those campgrounds that you return to that you make that annual visit to or that visit every two years and we have gone, I think we've gone every year for four years. Yeah,
1: we we've really fallen into um, loving our, you know, couple of trips a year to D.C. Our kids happen to be in such a great stage of that, just learning and soaking up our history, you know, and our country's history in D.C. becomes basically a stop for us every spring and every fall in the off season. But another great thing about this campground that you need to know is this is an ex- Example of a campground that is open year-round. That's not in the south. Okay, so this is a campground that, even though the weather gets pretty chilly up here um, throughout the winter, it's still open, so you can use it at any time of year that you want to camp.
0: And it's within striking distance for us, for sure. So we love it so much. partly because we love D.C. so much. Like, Stephanie and I both love Washington, D.C. Frankly, we think it's a magnificent city. And I think that a lot of people, particularly maybe people from the West Coast, don't realize – I mean, they know it's a historic city, but I don't think everyone realizes just what a lovely city it is and what a cultured city it is in so many ways. And Cherry Hill really is the perfect campground for visiting D.C. So where specifically – is it located?
1: So Cherry Hill is located in College Park, Maryland, which is basically a suburb of Washington, D.C. It's about 30 minutes from the campground to the mall, unlikely traffic times. So you can make it faster if there's no traffic. But, you you know, one night we were coming back from downtown in sort of, I think, Friday evening traffic, and it took us 30 minutes door-to-door. Now, it's also 30 minutes door-to-door if you're taking the metro, and we actually parallel tripped it with some friends we were camping with and they were taking the Metro and we were driving from the same spot and they got from the Capitol building to the campground in 30 minutes.
0: Shout out to John and Heather. And I, I I have timed it. One time we made it into the city. We made it to the mall and parked in 22 minutes. That only happened one right. <laughs> It's like time. nobody else is and on that the was, road. i you, that yeah. was a Sunday morning. Right. Like at 7.30 a.m. So it is really close to the city. But because it's urban, the traffic can really make it, uh, take a variety of times to get in and out.
1: Now, speaking of this location, many urban campgrounds that are so close to sort of um, downtown destinations. pretty much, and we we educate people on this, to expect a parking lot type of experience. So if you think about the popular urban campgrounds like in San Francisco or Liberty Harbor right out of New York City or the um, one located like right near the French Quarter in New Orleans, they really are like parking lots. And we say, you know, that's what you should expect when you're doing urban camping. Cherry Hill is the exception to this rule. Cherry Hill is an actual campground resort located in an urban setting. That is highly unusual. In fact, I can't think of a single other urban campground that's this that has this many resort amenities.
0: Yeah, it is really an incredibly unique campground and, and it really is a gem. But before we get into too many of the details here, we want to thank our sponsor, Blackstone Products. And you want to bl- bring your Blackstone Griddle to to Cherry Hill.
1: From the large 36 inch four burner griddles, you're not going to bring that one along. That one sits on our back deck, <laughs> to the 17 inch one burner tabletop version, you're going to find a Blackstone that's just right for you and your lifestyle, whether you're at home or at the campground.
0: Or you're going to get two. Uh, One for home and one for the campground. Or three
1: or four. Blackstone lets you cook everything you can on a traditional grill. And then it also lets you cook a thousand things you can't do on a traditional grill, like cheese steaks, bacon, eggs, sausage, pancakes, hamburgers, hot dogs, veggies, stir fry, fajitas, Hibachi. hibachi, taco night. Chicken wings, all right.
0: Weekend warrior French toast.
1: Yeah, you can take advantage of the four cooking heat zones that are on the 36-inch griddle. So you can actually make an entire meal because you can do different heat zones and different settings across it. Or you can just pull out your portable one at the campground. Well,
0: even the 22-inch blackstone has two... Burners, so right. you can do so you right. Can, I think
1: the other day you did like eggs on one half for me because yeah, I don't do like the eggs heat, over the direct yeah. heat
0: or just have a place to keep your food warm off to the side while you finish up.
1: No one's ever going to walk away hungry when you're cooking on a Blackstone. Join more than one million happy Blackstone customers at BlackstoneProducts.com. They always have free shipping, and you can use code RVFTA for ten percent off your order.
0: And their website has a lot of the cool new accessories and spice blends that you can't necessarily find in the store. There are some things just on the website. So you want to go check out all the cool stuff there and use RVFTA to get 10% off. All
1: right. So back to Cherry Hill and what kind of sets this campground apart so much for us and why this is just a place that you have to have on your radar if you're traveling in the East. You know, Cherry Hill is a private family-owned campground. It's been in its current site since the 1980s, but it's been in five generations. Of this family that is currently running the campground, they've got it in their blood. They're good at it. They know what they're it's doing. It's like
0: an institution yeah. at this point. <laughs> I mean, you no, know, really. It is in the in the not in the world of the knowledgeable RV traveler. It's like a landmark campground. Do you know
1: what it reminds me of? It reminds me of two other places, Normandy Farms and the Lake George RV Resort. These campgrounds that have been for generations in a family, and they were doing this resort RV campground thing before anybody else was doing it. And
0: people like Cherry Hill outside of D.C., Normandy Farms outside of Boston— other campground owners look to them as models of how mm-hmm. to run a campground. Like that is really true. Like if you're out there and you want to start a campground, take a visit to Cherry Hill, see how they do business. You'll learn a lot.
1: Now, it's a good Sam park, so you can use your good Sam membership um, for a discount when you stay there and we always do. So, let's talk about like the size of the campground and the layout. This is a big one.
0: <laughs> this is a really big campground and like the first time or two that we went, we didn't even see the whole campground. I mean, there's almost like there's two campgrounds right next to each other where you cross over that little road that runs through roughly the middle staff. And this time, John and Heather stayed over in that side. After you pull in, it would be off to the right. It's almost like a separate campground. So when you first pull in, it just looks like a big, bustling, nice, lovely RV park with good sites, decent shade. But then there's this whole other section now off to the right that's even quieter, even more peaceful, slightly larger sites. So there's a wide variety of options for sites within the campground.
1: And that's why it's really important, particularly at this campground. Sometimes we don't place a lot of emphasis on it, but at some places it's really important if you are a picky camper, and we are picky, that's not an insult. If you're picky about what you like and your preferences, this is one of those places that you want to spend a lot of time considering what would be the best place for you. Now, this is the epitome of urban camping in some ways because it is right next to I-95. And when I say right next to it, I mean from parts of the campground, you can see Interstate 95 running yeah, by. Yeah,
0: and there's not sites that bump up right to the edge of the campground. There's like a kind of a dog walk uh, area, but there are sites that are close to the highway.
1: And there's an Ikea right around the corner, yeah. like you're in a, the middle.
0: And there's a Starbucks really close <laughs> right by Right around the nice. corner. But if you're super sensitive to noise, ask to be away from the highway. It's a big enough campground that they can put you pretty far away from the highway to the point where noise is not an issue.
1: So even though it has that urban kind of feel to it because it has the highway, I feel feel like the physical appearance of it looks sort of more like a suburban neighborhood. So what they did was they didn't like try to hide the, ur- you know, like they're not trying to create some well, sort of bus comes urban in. jungle. Public
0: transportation pulls into the campground.
1: Yeah. So it, they, they kind of made it look like they have nice sidewalks. They have nice street lights. So it kind of feels like you're walking through a, a, a kind of busy suburban neighborhood. And I think that that's a nice um, kind of balance. Feels to, like you're in Georgetown. Yeah, exactly. So then another thing is, is that they have really, really good site details on their website. So we're going to talk about some of the different, you know, sections of the campground. But I want to say that I'm going to link to the page on their website where they literally go through Every section of the campground and talk about why it might be a good section for you, and that just shows the, how customer service oriented they are. And I would take the time to look through that and pick out a site you're going to love. Yeah. So, is it easy to book here? Well, we have
0: gone typically in the shoulder seasons, so we have book sites. Like we love the fact that they're open year round. So we often make a November trip there because everything closes by us and we can get that squeeze in that one more full hookup trip before we winterize. So we've booked a lot in November. That's been super easy to book. Okay, the campground does not fill up as far as I can tell in November. We've also gone early in the spring and we went and we went for like the cherry blossom festival. If you want to go to something like that, you do need to book way in advance and we booked at least 6 to 8 months in advance when we got sites for the cherry blossom festival. Yeah,
1: and I think also anytime you're traveling during a school break or anything like that, you really do need to book in advance. This is a big campground, so it's not going to be like You know, oh, you have to book over a year out. It's not like that, but you don't just show up during peak time and expect there to be an open campground. However, if you're driving through during shoulder seasons, it's a great place to just stop and you're almost guaranteed a site.
0: It's a great place for people in the Northeast to extend their camping season. You could launch your camping season there in March, where a lot of campgrounds are on open table first. You could extend your season into November or early December. Also, don't accidentally, don't, don't try to book. A site when something big is going on in DC, like maybe you don't want to go to the inauguration, but if you try to get a site that weekend, you're not going to be able to. No. Cherry Hill fills up yep. for big DC events. Any
1: DC events, it will fill up, and we've seen that over the years. Now, we've stayed there both in an RV and in cabins, and they really do have every tier of site and Lots of different options for cabins at this place. So if you go onto the website again and you look at lodging, they're very good at being detailed about what the different options are, so you can find one um, that you can, you know, that will fit your needs. Like for example, they have a pet friendly cabin you know that's a fully stocked and it's a luxury cabin and it's beautiful but it's also pet friendly you know so they have all the different versions of whatever you're looking for
0: yeah and the cabins are really nice so we stayed once with the cabin and we were with friends that were in an RV and we brought our RV once and we had friends staying in a cabin so it is one of those great campgrounds if you're want to go on a vacation with people that don't own an RV you can make that work now the cabins Stephanie correct me if I'm wrong the cabins are a bit separate from the RV. RV sites. It's not necessarily like you're going to get a cabin with an RV site right next to it. They seem a right. bit tucked away. You from- can get
1: them close. close. You can definitely be close um, if you organize it right. But right, they're not interspersed so much. And that's true. Now, one thing before we move on to the campsites that I do want to mention about the cabins is that they truly are outfitted. The premium log cabins are outfitted like hotel rooms. And I always feel everybody that is a listener of this show understands that that's a very important segmentation of the market for me, right? Are Campgrounds offering cabins that operate more like hotel rooms or are they more rustic like you're expected to bring your towels and your linens? Well,
0: and you always say if you're paying a hotel room like price, mm-hmm. you should have hotel room like yes. amenities. And the pro- the price was reasonable on our cabin. I- Particularly when you compare it to like hotel rooms in DC. And they they have that down, just like they have everything else down there. They had everything we needed in that cabin. And
1: more. I hate being stingy with towels, and they're not stingy oh my with God, there towels. Was like they had like st-
0: 100 towels.
1: Stacks and stacks of towels. <laughs> I wonder if it was like that was the
0: cabin where they store all the towels. Or maybe,
1: the they, maybe they had listened to our podcast we and heard like, me complaining. We were just
0: like using towels left, right, and sideways. They
1: also had a very nicely stocked kitchen with the coffee maker, and they had a dishwasher with detergent. Along with it, it was like truly everything. And I you felt liked like the floor
0: plan, yeah. So there was a porch, you walked in, there was like the living room/slash kitchen area. Then you walked back, and there was a bunkhouse room to the right, and you walked past that, and there was the master bedroom and the bathroom was somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, it workshop. was super
1: comfortable. They had the four-bunk room for the kids and everything, like it was just the perfect kind of cabin. You know, I pretty much am separating campgrounds into those two categories now. Like, did they offer hotel quality cabin experiences or don't they? (laughs) (laughs) because honestly, I feel like most people do not want to load up their entire house to go stay at a cabin for a weekend. It's really not convenient. So I think that that's separating the market a lot, whether they know to do that.
0: All right, let's get into site details because there are a lot of different areas and a lot of different choices in terms of you getting the RV site that you really, really like. And I mean, there are just definitely areas of the campground that I like a lot more than others. So Stephanie, what advice can you offer in terms of picking a site and what what different areas are in the
1: campground? Yeah. So when you first pull in to the left, and we've stayed in a few of these different areas. So over to the left, nice sites, close to the heated bathroom, but it's more bustling and neighborhoody and the thing is is some people are going to want to stay there. Why? Say you're going for a long weekend and you're going to spend like all of your days in the city. So you're just getting on the bus in the morning, you're getting dropped off on the bus in the evening. You don't want to be in one of those areas far away from the camp store and that front entrance. Yes, you
0: got a golf cart.
1: But why would you want a golf cart? Yeah. If you're not going to be there all day. It's a big campground. Right. So to stay in that area that's right to the left, if you're going to really spend most of your time in D.C., I think is a good choice. But note that you're going to be in the middle of the action. Now, there's another section that we've stayed in sort of straight ahead, and that section is really close to all of the kind of clubhouse amenities, the pools, the hot tub, the club room, the restaurant. It's also the closest to the road.
0: Right. So it's in a sense it's a, a very convenient place. Right. The first year we went, I when I booked the site, I said, "Hey, put me near the playground." I didn't look closely enough. I didn't realize that that was also about as close to the highway as you could get. So it's an ultra convenient place because the gorgeous clubhouse is there. And we'll talk Mm -hmm. more about that clubhouse right in a minute. Um, But then you're getting closer and closer to noise. So it's just all about knowing what your noise level sensitivity is. Um, So now we do like to be away from that area.
1: So now if you're off to the right, you go off into that other section of the campground that Jeremy was talking about, you're going to find your more quiet, scenic, Camping loops. Now, the trade-off for that is that you're going to be farther away from the clubhouse and most of the amenities. You're going to be fairly far away from the camp store and the front entrance where the public transportation is. It is golf cart distance. I it feel is. like it, it's it, golf it tr- cart distance.
0: It truly is golf cart distance, unless, like you know, there are definitely some of our listeners that just don't mind to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have issues walking or a little bit of a lack of mobility, and you're over in that those g- really nice sites. Sites, right, I mean they're like the really nice private big RV sites. Um, I would definitely consider splurging on the golf cart.
1: I, John and Heather stayed in the premium sites that are like between thirty-one and forty-one numbers, thirty-one they had an and forty-one. Awesome site, it, they were really nice. So I would highly, if you want kind of more specific recommendations, they were happy in that place. And but we did use a golf cart to get over there. And to I visit will, them. that's true. <laughs> we drove
0: over, and it was chilly too. Um, but uh, we have pictures of their site that we'll put in the show notes, so you can get a sense of how like nice and. Private and big, the sites are for such an urban campground.
1: All right, now, and another thing is people are saying this is open year round. They're talking about premium full hookup sites. The water hookups are heated hookups. So Cherry Hill actually has their wrapped, you can see it coming out of the ground. They're insulated, they're wrapped. So the water hookups are heated.
0: And I mean, still, if it's really frigid yeah, they in turn the middle of the winter. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm saying you might want to think about yeah. whether you want to use them, right?
1: I don't know. In the cold snap of like five degrees, the yeah. polar vortex, do you think they turned it off? I don't know.
0: Probably don't know. not. But another point, I think John and Heather told me this too. If you have a water filtration system that's on the exterior of the RV, that could all freeze, right? right? I mean, if you plug into those heated hookups. So you still need to think a little bit about that. But we bring our RV in November. We've brought it, I think we've even camped there in December in yes. the RV. Mm-hmm. And we used full home hookups and then yep. like it was like our last trip of the season with full hookups and then we winterized right quick when we got home.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm going to link to the page on their website that I really appreciate that kind of runs down the different sections and you can sit there and pour over it. And of course, we want to give a big nod to their customer service because they will patiently on the phone with you walk through your different options. Uh,
0: everyone
1: seems to know
0: the campground really well there. hmm Um, And there's even, like, college-aged people working there. They're all really polite, professional. It it is, like hotel level service in the camp store in terms of them helping you get into the city, giving you maps, telling you where to park, all of that stuff. So agree agree 100%. All
1: right. Let's dive into amenities because this is truly a resort and we like to always acknowledge the campgrounds that are calling themselves resorts that are actually a resort. This is like no questions
0: (laughs) asked. Like this is definitively a resort and I just, I love their amenities there. They do so many things right with their amenities that I wish other, like, larger campgrounds that have the money to do it would do. And you get the sense that Cherry Hill over the years just keeps reinvesting back into Mm -hmm. the campground and it's paid big dividends. So we've never been there when the pool is opened, but they have two solar heated pools with lifeguards in season and they are nice big pools. Oh, people
1: love them. Our people on the the RVFTA Facebook group rave about the the whole um, pool area. They also put in a splash park recently. um, you You can turn on the water and the kids can run Around and play in the splash zone, so they are constantly reinvesting. Now, the hot tub is open year round, so we appreciate that. There's the hot tub with sauna that's in the clubhouse, but it also has access to the pool area, so that's a favorite.
0: We went, it was late November or early December. This year, we went in December. December, Mm -hmm. We were staying in a cabin. We brought our bathing suits and we used the indoor hot tub and sauna, and it's like a really nice treat. And for those of you who are like you're listening to this episode in February and your RV is totally shut down for the next two months, if you're within striking distance, like a fun cabin weekend at Cherry Hill is highly recommended.
1: Yeah, there's also we spend a lot of time in the club room. The club room has like a as a game area. It has a laundry room attached to it. It you know the arcade. Um, There's a fireplace. There's a fireplace, and so we've actually. A few times now that we've stayed, we end up spending time with our friends in this area. So, like, we'll end up standing or sitting around in the club area with our friends, chatting. The kids can be in the hot tub, or they're watching a movie on the the TV, or in the game room,
0: asking for quarters. For
1: quarters, yeah. So, that's a really nice area. It's
0: large, it's a large area where a lot of campgrounds have like a very small club room. Like and Stephanie's point is so important. This is a great place to camp with friends because say it was a rainy night or something and you can't have a campfire. You could be hanging around the fire inside the clubhouse and relaxing. And there's sofas in there. There's a TV in there. There's movies. There's board games. It's just perfectly done.
1: There's also the star cafe that's right there in um, in the clubhouse, and it's a full service um, like breakfast, lunch. You know, it's a grill kind of food. So we ate breakfast you get pancakes there in the
0: morning. or French
1: toast. Right. Eggs, um, cheeseburgers, things like that. So it's definitely grill reasonably style price, food. Very reasonably, reasonably priced. And you know what another thing that they have dialed in? You can charge things. So when you um, check into the campground, whether or not you like this is your business. But when you check into the campground, you can like sign a form that says like I'm gonna be charging things to my campsite, very hotel style. Amenity, right? And then you're at the Star Cafe and you can be like, oh, charge it to campsite number 63. And then you can just pay your bill when you're checking out. So it is, that does make it feel, you know, a little more resorty.
0: It does. It does. Two playgrounds. Um, the one which I mentioned, we stayed by the first year, a very nice playground. Now, I'm almost ashamed to admit this on Campground of the Week, but I think it makes a point. The campground's so big. Stephanie, I don't remember where the other playground is.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's over by the other were John uh, yeah. and stage Yeah, okay. kind of more over towards that and not at the front there. That makes
0: sense because then kids would have to go mm-hmm. a really long distance to play at the playground.
1: No, there's also two playgrounds for the dogs. There's 2 fence fenced-in dog runs. Um, there's gem mining there's a fishing pond, okay, urban camping, but there's a fishing pond. There Now, this is urban camping, so it's really nice to know there is a secure front entrance. And it has a guard there for many of the hours, but then no matter what hour, you need a key code in order to enter the property.
0: I feel perfectly mm-hmm. safe. It's not even a th- thought or consideration at this campground. They
1: also do propane delivery, which we actually took advantage of one year when we got when we went. And then there's also a campground store which is extremely well stocked. It's almost like two
0: stores in one. It's like you're st- They're both awesome. So you walk in, there's like a grocery, wine, there's food, there's a grocery, there's all kinds of Washington D.C. souvenirs. You can get your souvenir there. There's magazines. I love that I can go get the Washington Post in the morning or buy a newspaper if I want to read the newspaper. I grabbed a copy of Trailer Life magazine while I was there. Then off to the right, there's like a second room that's an RV parts store basically, and it's like a fairly. I mean, I've never needed anything from it, but it looks like a fairly well stocked RV parts store.
1: Now, in terms of activities. The activities are obviously going to be running more toward, more in the summer season. They're very busy season, but they have daily sightseeing seminars. So this is actually a daily seminar that they run where you can go and you can basically get the rundown of what to look at and what to look for and how to get to everything easily in DC. It's like a little tutorial on how to navigate DC, which is helpful because you know DC has a lot going on and it can be overwhelming to yeah, the first time visitor. If you want to just do
0: the mall, you know that's fine. You, you go, you park, or you take public transportation and you walk all over the place at the mall. But like, and that's what we did like the first year we went. But now that we've been going. Back again and again, like DC just has so much to offer. I mean, we live by Manhattan, we live by Philadelphia, we've been to Boston. DC is a magnificent American city with lots to do.
1: Yeah, they have movie nights every night in the summer, every single night. They also have tractor rides, things like that going on in the summer. Obviously, we're not doing like organized activities in the shoulder seasons when we visit. Now, for insider details, let's just say that we've already pretty much said what we think this campground so awesome. We think it's great for a place to stay in the spring and the fall to explore D.C. The,
0: the, the open year around is so clutch and so key. I mean, we're in New Jersey. We can get there in three and a half hours. If we wanted to camp in January, we could. I mean, we don't haven't done that that often, but we stretch our camping season by camping here.
1: And nobody's perfect. Road noise. And, and look,
0: I'm sorry if you want that proximity to any city. You know the fa- yeah. it's the proximity to DC is amazing. Yeah, like it's it's like a miracle that there is a you know complete RV resort half an hour drive from DC, 25 minute drive from DC. So it's just kind of crazy to expect that it would be quiet. And I just tell people like, just get over it and you're going to have an awesome stay and it's not going to bother you. And you're going to go back again and again and again, just like we have.
1: All right. Now let's talk quickly about regional highlights because like we just said, DC is just full of a million different things. And it's really hard to narrow down your DC activities. Um, We go once or twice a year and we try to do what we do because we're so close and we can visit so often is we try to do one or two new things Every single time we visit. Now, if you're going for your first time and you've never been before, you obviously want to do the mall and the Smithsonian's. Those things should be at the top of your list. You should look at the list of Smithsonian's, decide which ones are of most interest to you. Do one of the maybe tours of the mall, like the red bus that you can hop on and hop off so you could actually cover the whole thing in one day because it can be a little but bit I mean, overwhelming. The, way, the
0: mall and the Smithsonian's could take up a four day vacation. Well, it could
1: take up a million vacations. It could vac- take up right. a week for- Vacation but,
0: but and not even do anything. Those
1: else. things should, if, you, if this is your first visit or you don't know when you're going to get back, those things should obviously be at the top of your list. But the most helpful tip that I can give in this episode is that there are many things in DC that are ticketed. Okay, They may still be free, because that's one of the best things about a D.C. vacation. But many of them, you need to get reserved time tickets. The worst thing is to show up in your mind thinking you're going to do certain things like the Washington Monument, and then you can't get into it you because they're booked just far just in advance. You show up
0: at the National Museum of African American History. You need right. tickets perhaps months in advance.
1: Yeah. So some of these things have included for us that we've done the, the ticket ahead of time, the Washington Washington Monument, Ford's Theater, touring the House of Representatives, the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Next trip I have on the list for a ticketed tour for the Supreme oh, Court. So we're just always ticking these things off, but I highly recommend that you make a list of your must-dos and then you go to that website and you make sure that you don't need a timed entrance ticket to and go if there. If you
0: do happen to know a congressional staffer that can give you a private tour like we did, hit them up. <laughs> I mean, shout out to yeah. Trinidad. We know somebody who is a congressional staffer. And we got a just ridiculously awesome, like, hour to hour and a half long tour. And it was really, really memorable.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I do want to mention one other thing is that the surprise hit of the last trip that we were just went on was the Postal Museum. Oh. So that is something that if you make your list of your top picks, <laughs> the Postal Museum might not be on it, but it should be. It, uh, well, our it, kids didn't want to leave.
0: It was also kind of empty when we were there. I just think that people, people that get to the Postal Museum or people that go, many times. It's like, it's the, yeah. the one that everyone would just, you just, you're that not going to That was a new go. thing
1: for us this year, four uh, years after four or five years after bringing our boys you for the first time. You can make your
0: own stamps with your face on them. You can design your own digital stamp collection. Yeah. I mean, put move it to the top of the list even if it does not sound exciting to you and we promise you, you will love it.
1: Oh, such a great um, activity and we were there with um, John and Heather and they had as much fun as we did. And then here's your next insider tip. Next door in Union Station which is right next door to the Postal Museum, you've got a Shake Shack. So Postal Museum and Shake Shack, that's a good day. you don't know what
0: Shake Shack <laughs> is, okay, it is one of the best burger joints. Yeah. It's a chain. It's like yeah, a Now it chain. is, but
1: it started out as just a little Shake Shack in a Central of, Park, New York.
0: A lot of people credit them for starting the gourmet burger craze to some mm-hmm. degree. Just like really fresh ingredients, locally sourced ingredients, delicious delicious burgers and shakes. It's a super, super treat. And that was a really nice area, that little area right next to the Postal Museum. There were other restaurants as well. Yeah, it's in of,
1: Union Station. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a huge... Station. And we actually went in there because there we thought another restaurant was in the food court there. And we walked in to go to that restaurant and... Oh,
0: wait. What were we going to get? I It remember. was like a
1: crepe place and the boys really oh, like we crepes. and then
0: we saw Shake Shack and it was like, nope.
1: Yeah, and the boys saw Shake Shack and it was and all a, over. I think
0: there's a Starbucks. There's, it's a nice place to get lunch.
1: Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's Union Station. So that is is definitely a big shout out to DC for hosting us yet again on another fantastic family vacation. You this is just a place that you can go and you don't you don't have to spend a lot of money because all of the Smithsonian's are free. You can like not pay for entrance to anything when you go to DC. It's almost
0: like a tradition for us to end our camping season at Cherry Hill. Like that's where it fits for us. Um, and I would really encourage you to maybe make it an annual stop if you live close by or if you're doing that huge RV trip east make sure you stay here put
1: it in as a priority and another big thank you to Jayco since 1968 Jayco has been providing a way for generations of families to create lasting memories together today Jayco offers everything from camping trailers to gas class A motorhomes complete with more standard features and a longer stronger two year limited warranty Jayco gives you the value you're looking for and the peace of mind you deserve lots of family fun is to be had around a campfire with a jaco nearby for more information visit your local jaco dealer or jaco.com jaco generations of family fun
0: and a huge thank you to blackstone to see their complete lineup of griddles and accessories head on over to blackstoneproducts.com use coupon code rvfta for 10 percent off anything on their site and there is free shipping If you enjoyed this podcast, we sure would love it. If you would leave us a review on iTunes, it means the world to us, and we love to read them. It's really fun.
1: See you at the campground. We'll
0: see you at the campground.